Hello and welcome to another episode of our show. Today's guest is Reverend Tatsuya Aoki of the Vancouver Buddhist Temple. He shares with us about the building itself that he ministers in, I guess. I don't know what you'd call it, but anyways, uh, that he works in, teaches in, and talks about Buddhism, some of the, the teachings that he has shared over the years, and some, some really wonderful stories. It was such a, a privilege to be invited to the temple and to speak with him, and I, I greatly appreciate it. I, I hope you enjoy this episode, and I firmly believe that you will get something out of it. So, especially when he starts telling these stories. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered, this is an open mind, and you're listening to I'm Probably Wrong About Everything. All right, so today uh, I have with me Sensei Aoki. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for, for agreeing to have me here in, uh, in the temple today. Uh, I was hoping to talk about the, the history of this building, um, as well as a little bit about Buddhism, and maybe some of the applications in our daily lives. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, can you tell me a little bit about this, this building? So this building, you can. I, I think I can reach. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I have no no stay. You can stay there. Let me. So that uh, Japanese immigrants came to uh, Vancouver late eighteen hundred eighteen. 1870-something, I wasn't too sure, but um, this used to be Japan town, this whole Strathcona, I mean, these areas, yeah. Right. Including Chinatown, East Vancouver, uh, used to be Japan town before. So, many, so, mm -hmm. so this area, this is, uh, this is Hastings, right? Right. Yeah. So this Hastings used to be uh, this whole whole wow. Hastings to the shore side used to be all Japan town. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's massive. It it, it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, we th th there used to be uh, hot, even Japanese hotel hotel owned by Japanese tofu store, uh, like many Japanese grocery stores, and people lived here. Yeah. Yeah. So from eighteen. It was, yeah, late, late 1800, really, and early 1900, right. because 1904, before that, there's no Buddhist priest here. Right. So they, they thought, you know, we, majority of Japanese people Buddhist. Okay. So they, they want to continue their tradition in Vancouver. And, you know, since they're quite comfortable with being in Japan town, so they, 1904, they wrote a letter to Japan. Yeah. Uh, 
the following year, 1905, a first Buddhist priest, Wasensei, mm -hmm. came from Kyoto to Vancouver. And then they, they didn't have the physical building or temple at that right. time because they couldn't afford. So they used to have Buddhist gathering at uh, family houses. They, they transferred the small shrine, moving to the, uh, any houses they, they are able to accommodate. But uh, let me go, go to, so the 1921, 19, I think they, they formed Vancouver Buddhist Church. Okay. Oh. And, and, and let me just, yeah. uh, let me just talk Careful about Careful wording this. too, I bet. Yeah. You got it. Right. So, and even outside of this front uh, side of the building, it still says Vancouver Buddhist Church. Yeah, I, I noticed that actually. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the reason behind was they, well, it, it, uh, Interesting enough, we started actually Bangkok Buddhist temple. Right. But they switched the word to church because the early 1900s, and the one story I heard from like our 90 years old or 100 years old, our very elderly oh. member was, you know, you know, they say because we, they were born in Vancouver. Yes. And they go to school right and their classmates asked so on the weekend what do you do oh we are going to go to buddhist temple right and, and you know and, and they were buried buried yeah yeah because uh, well, well, yeah. the, the the christian church was probably so powerful right <laughs> yeah are you buddhist yeah, you know, yeah. their, their parents are oh you know the buddhist right. so for japanese so Children were people to perhaps in a way to uh, protect and also brand themselves into. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. said, Buddhist church. Yes. So the kids go to school. Oh, we are going to go to church. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, we are going to go to church. Yeah. I go to church too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it actually, um, I'm going to skip a little bit, but after the war, mm. uh, Japanese immigrants, they came back and we settled down here for 50 years, but we started with Banka Buddhist Church again. Right. And it was only recent, Robert. We, I've been here for 17 years from 17? Japan. Yeah. yeah. Um, it took, it, it was about, probably about 10 years ago, we changed formally our name being, wow. yeah, switched back that's, to that's really Buddhist Temple. Yeah. yeah. Because when I came to, I, I came from Japan. Yes. And I, Vancouver Buddhist Church. <laughs> and, Am and I in the right place? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and I've, uh, I've been hearing those people saying what I explained. And, but you know, the, I think we should formally represent, we can formally represent ourselves as temple today. Mm -hmm. And, 
also the service we, I mentioned we have Sunday service here, not right now because of COVID. Right. Uh, the, our service format is very, very Judeo-Christian format. Right, even, even with the day and, and the, the format. You can, you can tell from the, yeah, this, the pews. this exactly pure. Yeah. We, have, we have the organist, so we stand up and we, we begin with meditation a little bit. Okay. But uh, we have an organist and we, pray, we sing Buddhist songs, at least two songs. And we did passage together in, in our book. And we sit down, stand up, and sit down. Like you, almost we stand up for reading hymns and right. yeah, singing uh, uh, the, the songs I, when I came here. It, and I did have people coming from a Christian background, mm -hmm. and many of them said, I feel like I'm coming to the place where I grow up. Although the content is different, right. but the format was right. exactly the same. It took me another like uh, six, seven years for me to, you know, I think what we, it was difficult for me to change the content because all those people who have been here for their lifetime grow up with that format. Exactly. For them, this is Buddhist service. Right. But for me, you know, we should be more simplified. You know, Buddhist teaching is pretty simple. You know, we don't have to stand up and lead together or we have to sing songs. Right. We can do more meditations. We can, you know, talk about Buddhism. And we, but yeah, it took me a long, long time. So is the format, because uh -huh. you, you've mentioned that the, the format has this sort of, these influences of Judeo-Christianity, Western Judeo-Christianity. Yes. And it's sort of an interesting uh, uh, cosmopolitan aspect of this Buddhist right, temple. Right, right. It's still very Buddhist in its content. Right. But in its delivery, it's very like, much like a Christian church. Yeah. So, so yeah, what, exactly. what, is, what is it now like? Is it more traditional Buddhism? It or is, is it? more traditional Buddhism. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you, you see, these two podiums. Right. This is where I speak from. Okay. But that is specifically for the uh, MC. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So every service we have MC and you know she or she said, you know, please stand up and please be seated. Next we have it. And my get so I kinda separated the service on Wednesday night is very more very much more uh, meditation oriented mm. night and I took that it's another difficulty for me was language because we have mixed and mixed uh, language mm. and mixed generations of people right and I, I asked to speak in Japanese too but for those like like you, right. you know, when I'm speaking Japanese, you have no clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just shaking my exactly. head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which, yeah, it may may help you you for the uh, patients. But yeah, I separated the Japanese service on Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah, because many Japanese speaking people are already retired elderly people. 
Yes. They don't have to come on Sunday. I mean, yeah. they, they can come on weekdays. They got so lots of time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so Sunday is more for people who want to learn about Buddhism. Right. And I, I changed, well, yeah, changed the format to more like Buddhist content-oriented. Right. And, yeah. and, and even in its format now, too, it's a little right. bit more. Yeah, and the, when we, we are asked to stand up and sing Buddhist songs, oh, I don't think that... Uh, you can sit down there. No one thinks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this is a service book we use on Sunday. And uh, yeah, at the back of the page is using many of these songs. Whoa. Yeah. I will take this. That, oh, that, thank that's you. what yeah, I, yeah. I use. So, but yeah. So Shin, Shin Buddhist yeah. is, is the Japanese version of Buddhism, correct? Shin Buddhism is uh, formally Jodo Shinshu is our name of school. Right. Jodo Shinshu, literally translated as uh, pure, pure, pure land tradition, which is very popular in China. Oh, okay. yeah, pure land yeah. tradition is um, the simple recognition or distinction of two famous schools in Asia, I mean, I mean in China and Japan, a pure land and then Chan, right. Zen Buddhism. Zen is very... Zen, Zen Buddhism. Zen Buddhism. Yeah, and, and that's a word that we use so loosely, like, oh, uh, it's very Zen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Zen Buddhism, or in Buddhism, we have two main streams. Mm -hmm. One is to attain enlightenment, like Shakyamuni Buddha, like Buddha who, who attained enlightenment right. uh, 2,500 years ago in India. Right. So Tibetan Buddhism, and Buddhism in Thai was those thousand ages. We call them Theravada Buddhism. So we have two main streams of Buddhism. Okay. One is Mahayana, and another is Theravada. Okay. Yeah, Maha is large, and Thera is more like, uh, I don't want to call small, but it's more like more individual-oriented group because Buddhist, simply Buddhist monks, we, we, our goal is to be enlightened. Right. Enlightenment. Right. Um, another group, this Mahayana, where we are, is to share the teaching with many other people. Not that I'm giving up my own enlightenment, yes. but um, we want to share the teaching. Like, like what you said at the beginning, is, is, well, we have to work with other people. I mean, we live with other people. Yes. So how we can improve, how Buddhism can help our society? It's, it's almost like when you see somebody and they're just so calm in mm -hmm. a very stressful situation, you wonder, like, what are they, what are they doing that right, they like that? Right, right. And then they ask and then you share it. So right. it's, it's kind of this, this right. sharing aspect of right. it. But what's interesting about Buddhism, from my understanding, is that there's not much um, in the form of, uh, what is it called when, when people go into 
a different country and they try to convert people? It's slipping me right now. But in Christianity, they do a lot of it. Right. And uh, trying to convert people. Yeah, whereas, yeah. Whereas, which is like, you know, not, yeah, not yeah. shaming that or anything. But in Buddhism, it's like you come to the person seeking that. Right. right? The individual, right? That is a Buddhism that, uh, is, that exactly what you mentioned, seek, you know, seeker, right? Seeker for my own enlightenment. Um, and something, the Buddhist path, there are so many teachings. It's not only one. And right. If, if, and we don't rely on belief system. You know, you, you are having tough time with your life, with, and when you come to talk to a priest, and I, I don't say, oh, no, but, you know, you sit down here for like two hours, <laughs> meditate. Right. You pray to the Buddha, mm -hmm. and that will, your life is going to be improved. And I'm, I'm not going to say, that. and if, you know, you come back a week later and sensei, it didn't work, you know, you didn't sit down enough. Your, your <laughs> mind was elsewhere. You had, right. your, well, your, your belief is not, you know, there yet. I don't say that, you know, if I'm being asked, oh, sensei, I had a tough time, I said, I most likely say, me too. <laughs> yeah. You too? Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about this, you know. How can we change ourselves? It sounds like it's very much teacher-student, but constantly being shared. Right. Right? Like the right. teacher to the student and the student to the teacher. There's right. this back and right. forth. Right. And it is sometimes... How should I? Can I? Over and beyond of our control, too. Right. You know, the reason why I'm saying is, you know, you, you, I, I want to be, uh, I want to be nice person. I want my life to be very smooth. But I'm living with other people. Right. I'm in, interacting. With, I'm living a society. I have to deal with those people. It's not only me to be nice person. Mm. But this is a little bit contradictory because ultimately Buddhist, the teaching is very, very individual right. experience. Um, but again, this steps into Mahayana Buddhism. Again, sometimes we, we are really, uh, uh, we, cannot, we cannot really do anything by our own we are. Right. Well, and that, that brings me up to a word that I love, that I, I just, I remember seeing this word, and I'm like, I have no idea what that means. It's called equi equanimity. Equanimity, never heard of. Can you elaborate a little bit? Well, in this book that I was reading, this mm -hmm. uh, um, Mindfulness CBT, mm -hmm. it's, he, he says it's from Buddhism in the sense that it's like, you find peace in, in just not trying to control anything. Like you're at peace with how the world right. is. And I believe right. the word is right. defined, like in right. English, right. it's equanimity. Okay. Or, yeah. My way of saying, which I say very often is, let it go. Let it go. Right. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. What? If you're happy, 
I'm happy too, but let it go. If you're ang- so if you're angry, let it go. Right. And people say it's not as easy as you say. But what you gonna do? Are you going to be angry for like are you going to be complaining for another like are you going to be happy if when you complain right. when you are angry? When you're happy, you know, you don't complain. But it's it's both you know, it's in Buddhist path is don't go both extremes. It's, you right, cannot exactly. only go to the yeah. seek for the pleasure of yeah. of or the other end too. Yes, you have not, to take a balance. Exactly, and and that's that's kind of what equi- equanimity yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Man, I words are just slipping me today, but it's this idea of don't just pursue whatever you want, like you know, because that leads to despair. Right, and don't just. You know, think of, dwell on all the negative things in your life either. It's just be present. It that sounds is like it. that is it. And and I just think that that's something that is kind of missing, definitely in my life. And when I observe others, I think it's it's missing a lot in in society. Is this we're so forward thinking, or we're so thinking in the past mm-hmm. that we're missing the moment right here and right now. And I think which is perfectly normal because I think we are busy, you know, we have the phone. Yeah, yes. I mean, uh, it's our our lifestyle has been changed. I think even I, I'm forty seven years old. Like when I was twenty years old, I'm dating with with a girlfriend. Yes, we you know, we had a cell phone, but we just waited. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I know if she even she's late, yeah. she will show up. Yes, but today, at the even at the meeting, it's right, ten o'clock, someone is not. Well, why? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, You're in the meeting and still on the phone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, let me, uh, let me take someone. Yes. This, we see this all the time. You know, right. students, yeah. you know, they're constantly on the phone. We too, you know, yeah. we, we can see the Google map and we yeah. can do the banking. But before, and, and, and when... We, we have a casual conversation. Oh, Robert, what was the movie? You know, what's the name of the actor? Well, let me uh, look you know, it up. <laughs> but before, ah, uh, you know, yeah, we yeah. Can, so we we naturally practice let it go, right? Right. If, you know, we cannot look it up. Ah, uh, it's okay. We'll come back. We because we ha- we didn't have that technology. But today we can always find out. Right. I think people are losing the patience. Look at the Starbucks, the yeah. lineups, and you know we have the mobile order. People are still lining up, yes. and people are still complaining. Yeah. Where do we go from here? You know, before that, I think we are more tolerant of the time and to we, the people. I, I mean, so on my way here, I was <laughs> driving, and uh, you know, I, I'm known to go on tangents, so I apologize. <laughs> no problem. But uh, I, I was driving on my way here, and there was this big convoy of cars, and they all had the Canadian <laughs> flags uh-huh. and all this, like, yeah, yeah. which is fine, but saying, you know, Trudeau's got to go to yeah, prison, all yeah, this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's almost like we've kind of lost trust yes. in what's going on, right? And 
it goes back to, to like, I think Buddhism is just trusting. What, what my understanding is that there's, you just sort of have to trust our world. But when we try to control things, that creates such misery. Right. And, and that's what I've noticed again in my own life is when I try to control situations, mm-hmm. that's when I get angry or I Frustrated. get disappointed. Yeah. Exactly. So, you're, like you say, it, there's, there is serenity in just letting go. And again, it is not as easy as let it go. Mm-hmm. We, we know intellectually, a simple thing, we die eventually. Yes. We know. Yeah. Even my, like, yeah, my, my daughters all grown up, but, you know, even like four years old or five years old, they probably know, you know, we don't you know, pets This is died. finite. Right. But yeah. when it actually happens, we know here, but it's just so painful. We know here, but mm-hmm. so what I'm trying to tell you about is let it go, mm-hmm. or we, we know like the Buddhist teaching or any, any religious uh, uh, teachings we know here, but when it happens, when it comes to our heart, sometimes we cannot let that go. Well, I think too, like, I, I have a 13-month-old daughter, uh-huh. and letting go doesn't mean you shirk your responsibilities as a parent, right? Like, if she's no. going to grab bleach or something, you know, and like, from the bottom of the mm-hmm. sink, I'm not just going to be like, oh, this will all sort itself out. I'm going to be like, hey, psh, right? So we do have to exert ourselves sometimes. Um, but it's like, I guess it's knowing that balance. So for me, my, I guess my stereotypical conception of Buddhism is that it's just everything's going to be okay. Yeah. But then I wonder, you, like you say, you have a daughter, and if she was ever in danger, you would obviously protect her. That's right. Right? That's right. So what are the teachings on that, on protecting the ones you love? It, it, I, I go to the extreme conclusion of... Uh, I'm not going to say this is Buddhist conclusion, but to me, as a Buddhist priest for like 25 years, right. there is absolutely no conclusion or answer. And we, I give you the perfect word for you to observe is that we call karma. 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 Karma, karma doesn't, so karma is it's almost like English word now. Karma yes. is <laughs> yeah. what you do is, right. is what you get, basically. Right. Yeah, or your action. And I'll give you this example. Our, our founder, the Shin, Shin Lan, who, our, this right-hand scroll, mm-hmm. he uh, is our first uh, priest who opened up this school, not this temple, right. uh, because he lived 750 years ago oh. in Japan. Yeah. But he's, he was very unique Buddhist priest, and he had some disciples. And he, he you know, like, you, 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 so Shindan, he asked his disciple, you seem, you know, you, 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 are, you said, you're a disciple, a student of mine. Yes. And he said, yes, master. Then 
Are you going to say anything that I ask you to do? And of course the disciple said, Yes, Master. Then he said, Can I ask you to kill 1,000 people? And the disciple said, No, Master. I cannot even kill one person. Right. And he said, Well, if you are in the situation, you may kill more than one or thousand people. Right. So it's almost a Zen, Zen koan dialogue. Right? So the disciples started to think, yeah, right. you know, if, you are, if you are, your daughter is in danger. Exactly. And, and even, even if I'm Buddhist priest, yes, I'm yeah. going to protect my yes. daughter. Yeah. So it's, it's not about black and white. Right. It's about the situation itself. And that, yeah, my word is conditioned. Everything is conditioned. You yeah. didn't have the condition to yeah. kill any one person. And, and it's, it's, if we think about this, you know, I, this, I'm in the condition where I can, I can meet you on Saturday morning, have this conversation, and, and you know, I, I'm for, so fortunate I have a family. I have a under roof to yeah. sleep. I have clothes to wear, especially in this, this East Hastings environment. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm, I, this condition, I'm, I'm feeling so grateful what I have. And I'm going to change the topic slightly with this condition. Yes. I had a memorial, Buddhist memorial service two days ago at a house and and his mother passed away two years ago. So first three years we have annual Buddhist memorial service. Mm-hmm. I went to his house. He lives his sister and her elderly mom over ninety years old passed away two years ago. And when I visited his house I also saw a f- photo of his dad who passed away way before. So I asked him, because I met his mom while she was still alive, right. but I didn't, I didn't meet with his father. So I asked him, so what was your dad like? Uh, I know your dad used to live in Winnipeg. And I asked the son, you know, and he said, you know, my, my dad wasn't a very happy person. Mm. And oh, and that was a little bit contradictory to his mom because his mom was very cheerful. He was, she was always smiling. And, right. um, but oh, you know, because my dad always complained about money. And well, mm. we can I think many ways because I understand because he was a father raising two children and he was a family. Um, he didn't have any like special skill. He worked for like, you know, the lumber for like many, many years and he didn't earn much money. But, uh, but you know, sometimes that only one's personality too. You know, it's just a psychological thing. Right? If I buy, yeah. have a half a Cup of, I want more. Yeah, I want more. Yeah. I still have half. Yeah, right? the way of I looking. Want more. At it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, 
oh, I thought, oh, that's interesting. But, you know, and I, I, I share this story with him. I also uh, know, used to know a lady who asked me to have Buddhist memorial service 10 years ago, just like you did today, you are doing today. Uh, I had a phone call from this Japanese old lady asked me to conduct Buddhist memorial service for he, her husband, late husband. And I went to her house first time, and it was a huge house in mm. Barnaby. And when I entered to the house, I saw so many like uh, computer monitors, displays in the living room. And Oh, and, and I didn't ask much question because it was my first time. I went to the family shrine room. I had a memorial. And I asked her if someone, if someone else is coming because it was, it was by herself. And, oh, I don't have any children. I don't have any families. Mm. Oh, okay. So we, let's begin the service. And so I had a memorial service for half an hour with her. And after memorial service, I usually sit down with the family to have sip the tea together, and she bring the tea in the living room. So you don't have uh, what are those all those computer displays? And oh, sense it a little bit. Um, oh, that my that's my hobby. That's her hobby. Yeah. That's her. She said that's my hobby, and and I, I was puzzled because. If your hobby is to accumulate those mm. computer displays, but right. so I asked her a question. So, can you be more specific? Yeah. And she said, stock market. Stock market, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and, and I came back to the temple, and some, some temple members 10 years ago and came. Oh, and they, they looked at my, my daily schedule. Uh, on, my, on the calendar said, Sensei went to see this lady. And they came and, Sensei, did you go to see Mrs. Uh, yeah. Tasaka? And, yeah, I did. You know, she, she looks fine. But so the Japanese elderly people like the gossip. So, <laughs> did, did you know? And, oh, what? And, you know, she, she's so wealthy. Oh, I, I'm not surprised because yeah. her house was so huge. Yeah, that, that too, Sensei. But did you know? Her, you know, her, what she likes. Yeah, I have she, she likes a stock. You know, she makes lots of money, like yeah. 10 million. Wow. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. So, and, so, and, you know, that doesn't mean, even she has millions of dollars, that's not my money. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, okay, so that, that's her life. And she said that's her hobby, and she doesn't have any family members, so that, that's fine with me. And hopefully she can make more donations to the temple. <laughs> yeah. And, and a few years later, I got a phone call from this same lady, Mrs. Mm. Tasaka, and she said, I want, I want to see you. And, oh, okay, so um, do you, I, I can go back to your place like you know, a couple of years ago. And she said, no, I, I'm, not in, I'm not in the house anymore. I, I'm at this uh, senior citizen home. She had a senior citizen's yeah, home? Yeah, yeah, home. And I'm, I'm in the uh, elderly home. And, oh, okay. So I went to see her. And she still have a one-note <laughs> computer yeah. on, on top of her bed. 
Right. But she she is just so weak. And and she's and she I have pulled a chair by her bed and she said, Oh, you know, Sensei, uh, I never watched T V like so long. Mm. Because when she was active, she loved garden. I mean, she she sit down in front of a computer until stock markets closes. Right. After that, she goes outside and doing some gardening and she does some you know the knitting. So she said, "I never spend my time watching TV. That I thought waste of my time, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. But now at at where, where she is, you know, that's much. You know, she cannot do gardening. That's all she can do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so she watch TV." And she watched TV to see if she's, she saw many beautiful places in this world. Mm. You know, I wanted to go to Europe. I wanted to go to Japan to see the, the cherry blossoms. I wanted to go to you know, uh, Hawaii. And I was almost going to say, you had that money. <laughs> yeah. And she said, you probably heard, but you know, I, I have millions of monies. But it's uh, useless mm. because I cannot go anymore. Because physically, like she was so yeah. weak. Even that money she had, and and she she passed away a few weeks later. She passed away with almost like regret. I should have done right. this. You know, all the money what what I have in my bank account. What's gonna happen? So I share this, you know, the, my, what I'm just trying to say, you know, being a rich or wealthy, the money, is, is not synonymous to yes. happiness. You know, Sensei, that's, that's such a good point. And I think that I try not to speak for other people. I try to speak for myself because, you know, when I speak for others, I'm really speaking about myself. You know what I mean? So we, I, I think I've lived life quite conditionally. Like, oh, you know, when I, when I got the money, then I'll do this. Uh, when I finish this, then I'll do that. You know, A, yes. then B. Yes. And then before you know it, you've missed out on opportunities. Like, oh, yeah, I'll go to India next year. Or, you know, I'll go here next year. But you never do it. And, you, and now I have a daughter in, in my right. life. And now it's like, oh, you know, I'll have kids one day. But then, boom. Wife's pregnant, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it's not going to be then. I'm, and, and it's almost like that's the best thing that could have happened because now I'm living yes. in that moment. Yes. Right? Yes. And it's, it's, uh, that's the best moment. Yes, right? absolutely. And, like, I, I, I couldn't trade it for the world. Like, that's, to me, that's yes. joy. Yes. Right? Like, I have a dog at home. And, like, yeah, sure, maybe I don't have all the money in the world. But you, I think you lose sight of what's important the more you get. Exactly. Yeah. And, and in Buddhism, we emphasize we should know or recognize the value you mentioned while we have them. Right. And when it's gone, we, we started, we, that's going to make Buddhist another way of saying attachment. Attachment to the past. You know, I have done this, um, and you know, it happened to me, and I cannot let it go. And we, if when we think of the future, we worry because it's something we are 
not knowing what's going to happen. But again, it comes to the word karma. Right? You can improve your future now. Yeah. And as you mentioned, we are living in this moment. If you do, and, and sometimes in the future, you know, and, I, I, and when someone asks me, what do I do, sensei? What should I do? And, you know, let, let's think about this way. The decision you are going to make right now is the decision you are going to be able to live in three years or five years. In three years, I don't want you to think about, I should have decided the other way. Mm. So not think, don't, let's think about in the future. It's may, so that means it may not be the best decision you are going to make. But what is a decision that you are able to live? Right. Well, and, 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 and even, even if, like, uh, sometimes people do the what if thing. <laughs> Here, see, I just did it again. Sometimes I do the what if thing, right? Like, what if I would have done this instead yeah, of that? Right. That's so, like, that's such a silly mindset because that's not what you did. So why would you even think that way? This is what you did, right? So, you know, if I would have just gone to university in Eastern Canada, maybe I'd be living in the Bahamas or what, like something completely silly. And that's not what you did. This is what you did and this is where you are. Talking about attachment and mental health. I wonder if there's a connection between our attachment to things and to the things that have happened mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and depression and anxiety. Because depression oh, and anxiety, right, absolutely. it's through the roof. No doubt, no yeah. doubt. So what, what is the antidote to that? My, when people come to see me with that, those specific conditions of anxieties and depressions, or people who ask, me to how I can be more like deep Buddhist way I, and and I also advise you to do is very simple I usually answer them why don't you clean up your house and yeah people say, clean up <laughs> yeah clean up clean up your clean up your uh, closet, clean up your uh, garage, clean up your room, mm. clean up your living room. And they're puzzled. Right? It's attachment. Yes. And you, you, I know, when, when my wife and I practice this, um, and this millennium, millen, millennium generation, they're mm. like minimum, like they, they don't, when I was like teenagers, I wanted to, I, I wanted a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. today, you know, these, these people, you know, I can take a Uber. Or, you yeah. know, I, when I move into apartment, I, I don't want to pay for the parking like fee. I don't need a car. And, oh, I, I, yeah, I want to be environmentally, you know, conscious. Right. And that, that's fine. But anyway, the point is attachment to things. Okay. I have, I, when I was, I tried, I started cleaning up my closet. I had so many clothes which I didn't wear, wear for years. Right. I had tie with totally out of design. I don't, never, I don't, didn't wear it for like past fifteen years. Right. But it was one of the gift my gave it to me. Mm. So I, I, although I didn't wear it, but the things like you know the clothes, well, things, I, I may I may use it 
in, you know, it just doesn't happen right now, but right. I may use it next year. If I go to the mountain, yeah. I, I probably use this all the way out. And you accumulate things. Right. And that is, it, this is, I think, scientifically proven. I mean, one of the research in Japan said those, like, materials we see uh, affects our brain. So, so we see like all those, those are our attachments. I cannot throw my old tie because it's a gift from my wife. Right. But, but I saw it. I just, I just, I just resource like so many, it's a minimum. And I thought, oh, at that time, I know 50, 50, but should I let it go or should I should keep it? But if I let it go, I did, never thought I should have kept, never thought that was way. If I ultimately need it, I just need to buy new. Yeah. At oh. that time when I need. So when people, yeah, when people come back, usually a month or two months later, and my appointment is, okay, our next appointment is when, after you clean up. So sometimes people never give, them a, give yeah. them a job. Right. See right. me after this. Like, so you did, and I did. How do you feel? I feel good. <laughs> yeah. My, my room like, used to be like so many things. Yeah, things. closing yeah. in. And I feel so good. Okay, that's good. You know, that, that's huge improvement. Now you, uh, you, you came to see me first time and you are not well. Now you feel good. About, so uh, that is, I go a little bit further of this attachment, more psychologically, or Buddhist way of thinking. Now, now she knows if I say, let it go. She, she, he or she knows. We can let our thought, right. our attachment, our feeling go. Not instantly, but when we physically practice as a clean up, our day, we can start, we are, we are practicing, exercising, cleaning up our mind. Yes. Cleansing our mind. I agree. Yeah. And, and, and this idea of like, I, I do this. I have so many heavy metal t-shirts from all the concerts that I've seen. Yeah. They don't even fit me. They're like belly <laughs> shirts now, right? And uh, my wife is like, you got to get rid of these. Uh -huh. Like, when uh -huh. are you ever going to uh -huh. wear this? Uh -huh. And she's so right. But I'm attached to yes. the memory of uh, this shirt or yes. whatever. Yes. But really, it's just like, you, you have those memories. Yeah. Like, why do we have to yeah. collect all this stuff? Yeah. You know, and, and I think about my grandmother who, uh -huh. um, she was, she knew she was getting closer to her end. Uh -huh. right? She was uh -huh. about to pass away. And so, but I didn't know this, right? But I guess for some people, they just know their time's coming. And she started cleaning her house. Uh -huh. And I remember her looking at everything and she's like, we collect so much stuff in our lives. And then we just leave it for our children to clean up after us. So you, you know, be the grandson. She's like, you got to help me get rid of this so it's easier for your, your parents. And I'm oh. like, well, what are you talking about? You live forever or whatever. And then, you know, we got rid of tons of stuff. And, and she passed away like that year kind of thing. But it's just, it's interesting how she was observing just how much stuff that she had. But that it's this stuff. Whereas for us, we're like, I can't get rid of that. Like, you know, I never know when I'm going to need my, uh, yeah. my speaker for Extra. when I had parties when right. I was 21. Right, right. right. So, 
I love that advice of the be simple, the clean up. What other advice do you give to people that has helped them? Know yourself. Mm. Buddhism is about knowing self. No, it's not knowing someone else. I, I think we talk about this yes. from the very beginning. Knowing yourself. Knowing yourself <coughs> is not that I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be uh, positive. I'm trying to be helpful. But, and, and again, let, let's say in Buddhist, in Buddhism, Buddhist priest, I, I, I mentioned our goal is to attain enlightenment. Right. He said, yeah, we, we can continue to try doing it, but ultimately, what's going to happen if we cannot? And, and oh, okay, so if we cannot, and when the time comes, are you going to die with regret? I couldn't attain the enlightenment. Or he said, okay, let it go. Do Maybe you, that wasn't, we didn't have the condition this life. Let it go. So, so I, I mean. We, he, that is a good, like we do kind of, we create conditions to life, but we yes. don't own life. No. Right? But the way that we think about it psychologically is very much a, like, this is mine. At least that's my conceptualization. Right. Yeah. And different people conceptualize differently, of course. But I think in the Western sense, yes. it's as very much of, you know, I have my individual rights and all this stuff. Yeah. And, and, and it's very much like, I own this kind yes, of thing. Yes, absolutely. And so much misery comes from that because you're going to be disappointed, right? To that, exactly what you mentioned. Buddhist answer is, I mean, Buddhist, we don't have an answer, so we, our advice is, right. um, suffering, difficulty in our life is inevitable. Mm. But how much you suffer is optional. And, and what do they mean by that? The very fun, f foundation of Buddha's teaching is life is full of difficulties, sufferings. Uh, the example I used to use, I don't use this example anymore, but when we go to, go to Superstore or Costco or Safeways and we grab one of those shopping carts, Lately, those shopping carts are pretty good, but you know, used to be, they're pretty like beaten up. You, know, you <laughs> put the quotas in yeah. and picked up and it doesn't go the way right. I want it. It just goes the other. <laughs> Got this constant exactly. turn on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know whether that is wheel is out of alignment. The right. whole thing is pretty, you know, bad condition, but that, that's how life is. You know, I want to go life very smooth, clear, straight. I want to get to the destination without any like trouble. Right. But that, that doesn't go. <laughs> Our life is going this way. Or mm. Another, our famous uh, Buddhist, our scholar said, life, life is bumpy road. You know, you know the mountain too. If we, we go to the mountain, uh, upstream, and there's a downstream. 
but mountains are beautiful. Yes. Right? right. Like they're imperfect and they're jagged right. and they're right. like intent, like they're tarsed, like very difficult, mm -hmm. but they're beautiful. And, and there's, yeah, there's something to that. I mean, if we just had easy lives, how boring. When we, yeah, <laughs> like that, that is the answer. And, and getting back to the, this notion of the mountain, mm -hmm. you know, there are many paths too, right? It's a mountain path, it's not only one path. You, you can, you know, the, you can go this path A, path B takes more time, but it's pretty, you know, the narrow. So it's up to us which path we use to go up to the mountain. It doesn't have to be all the same as you and even you and your wife. Right. That makes difficulty, right? Yeah, because I want to go to the path this way because I want to get to the mount summit in 30, 30 minutes. No, I want to go this, you know, path B because it takes two hours, but you know, perhaps <laughs> we can see the good sceneries and we mm. can enjoy, we can enjoy our conversations and, and you know, it, it, it symbolizes our life and how we are. And that symbolizes our religion too. And, but ultimately in Buddhism, it's up to you. It's not me. You should go to this, you know, do this A path. What, and you may go and you may think, think, you know, I actually wanted to go to path C, but yes. since Sensei mentioned, I right. choose. And then that, what's the point? And now I'm mad at you. Exactly. Right? What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. So I say, you know, I don't give you an answer. You know, why choose any path you choose is fine. Because it's karma. You have to take care of your own life. It's not me. It's not your parent. It's ultimately myself. So knowing self. And yeah. if I said, oh, I should have chosen to the past year. Oh, and and in, but if you, you familiarize Buddhism, oh, this is my attachment. Attachment to the, my past decision. Mm -hmm. Then the way you should be thinking is, next time I should be choosing my decision more careful. And the, when you continue to practice this, you can improve yourself. So you're always learning and you're always yes. yeah. adding to it. You're not saying like, oh, I'm such a failure. You're saying, how do I learn from this? Every day is exercising our will. Exercising our will. It does make me think about parenting. A lot of the parenting that I, I see. And there's a saying that uh, the road to hell is paved in good intentions. And a lot of the parenting that I see in these children, and they're, they're quite anxious, it's, it's all based in, out of good intention. Yes. And like you, you're talking about this mountain, the path, and we're going to fall, we're going to scrape our knees, we're going we're gonna to stumble our way mm -hmm. to the mm -hmm. summit. Mm -hmm. And I think that for some parents and for myself, we really want to smooth the sharp edges yeah, of existence. Yeah. But in, by doing that, by trying to make things so much more cushionable, we make our kids, I think, lose trust in themselves, right? Because my daughter, she hits her head like every day, sure. right? Right? And that's how she's kind of learning, exactly. right? Again, going back to the bleach, like if that, knock that out of her hand. But you do have to let kids learn, right? Safely, of course. But you can't just, you can't take their hand through the path. There it is, right? And again, so much of, of life is enjoying this journey. Right. And I think that, that that's something that I need to work on is, 
is it's okay to fail, right? It's okay to make mistakes, but how can you integrate this into your life? It's, I prefer not to use the word difficult, but it's one of the challenge mm -hmm. that um, it's absolutely wrong because each person is so different. And my, my answer to that, Robert, is uh, using the example of baby. Your daughter is, I mean, child is 18 months old, so it doesn't, may not apply, but the baby, if something is in a baby's hand, it doesn't let go, right? Yeah, I want yeah. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want yeah. to just, <laughs> but when she gets, or he gets older, mm -hmm. naturally he or she learns, oh, if I open this hand, I can use, you know, for that thing. It's just, you know, sometimes just time, well, it just, Again, let, let take go the time, right. not only the materials or our way of thinking. The time is to, we just, another way, what must be patience. Be patient. And this is one of our practice of six, six parameters in this book. Uh, six parameters, where is it? Chanting. Oh, oh, here this? it is. What's the page? Uh, 11. 11, yeah. So one of our yeah, hmm. six parameters, giving, guidance, tolerance, preservance, preservance, meditation, yeah. and insight. So what is a, what is a parameter? What is the translation of that? Uh, pra pra practice. Practice? Yeah. So six practices. Yeah. But here again lies, like that's why I think... Hear me out here for a sec. Well, when, when we think of Buddhism, when I think of Buddhism as a white person, right? Mm -hmm. I think, oh, that's that's not in that's not in my threshold, right. right? That's not in my culture, right? That's a different culture, right? But I'm fooling myself if I don't think that I can't learn from this, right? And and that's what kind of brought me here. It's it's like, well, hold on. I'm sure I can learn something from this. And lo and behold, six practices, and I think so much of this is what's missing, you know, in my life. Like, am I giving? Am I providing guidance, tolerance? Am I being, am I having perseverance, meditation, insight? All these things anybody could benefit from. Absolutely. So, since we are on these six parameters, it begins with dana, giving. This <laughs> perfectly fits to any religious institute because you know done to give give you know, many times that the religious institute is finance right? Right. people make donations you know to give but something like clothes but in buddhist our practice is dif giving is different from or unique in a way we give sometimes well, many people bring, give things, what, you know, especially let's say clothes or f to people in this area, is the clothes we don't wear, right? We and give what we don't need. Anymore. Need. Right. We don't give 
my favorite yes. clothes yeah. to yeah. homeless people. I don't people. need this anymore. Here you go. Right. Like, right. What level of giving right. is that? So that right. is the question. Mm. Am I really giving? The true giving in Buddhism is give away what you strongly possess. Right. But we, of course we cannot. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, it's, it's not... I'm, I'm talking about any, anything that you have to do, you know, you have to give away what you really value, your courage, give away to, you know, someone, you, you cannot. Yeah, yeah. But again, it, it, uh, giving right. is, you know, something that make, you, you, we, we should question ourselves. We are able to give because, I mentioned, because we have it. Well, if we don't have it, no way. Right. What can I you, you know what I think, Sensei, is the greatest thing you can give somebody, is, which is what you've given me today so graciously, is time. I think that is the greatest thing you can give somebody. And this, but like true yeah. attention. Mm-hmm. Because, again, going back to children and parenting, friendships, right. relationships, right. true time. Right. And, you know, not to sound like I'm a Luddite, somebody who hates technology, but when I'm with my daughter, I try not to have the cell phone on me. Like, I love to record her, but I make sure that I'm not watching her through the camera when I'm recording. Right, right, right. Because I want to give her that quality time. And that's the, to me, that's the greatest thing you can give somebody because time is not a renewable resource. That is also Buddhist describes the time where you are, you are, your kindness, mindfulness, and also smile. Yeah. Just giving a smile. You know, makes other people happy. When you, you meet people with, and you instantly <laughs> feel, oh, yeah. what happened? But someone, hi, Robert, you know, good morning. Yeah, and yeah. The other people, oh, hi, good morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind word, are you okay? Mm. Probably at the school, you know. Just yeah. be student need to be said, are you okay? And Not t- that you, you can always an- give answer or help to the yes. student, but say... But you can give them... T- yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Just smiling to your students. Good morning. How yeah. are you? Are you okay? And they feel much, much better. But just by... Don't you think... If I'm, you know, oh, people I, I, even, I agree. Yeah. Well, and... and, and uh, you mentioned disciple, and part of disciple is discipline, right? right. And people are like, whoa, discipline. Right, 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 right. But if you want to have a good relationship with somebody, you do have to have boundaries, right? right? And it's way right. easier to have boundaries when you have that quality time. Yes. You have that connection with them. Like if, if all I was ever doing was, Sensei, you're doing this wrong, you're right, doing that right, wrong. Right, right, right. Right, but but it wasn't like you know, sensei. That was really great what you did there. Right, there's this give and take, you know, this dance. Right, and and that's what giving is. Is that you don't just give away things, but sometimes you have to kind of check people. Right, because if you think that they could be better, right, then you discipline them. Right, right. I, it's 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 a it's a word that we frown on, but if we want to raise good children, mm-hmm. we do have to have boundaries. Right. So, see, I told you I go on tangents. <laughs> um, another 
teaching, you know, in B Buddha's teaching, the many teachings, because B when Buddha gave sermon, the Dharma, people, many people come to ask Buddha, like specific, I told you to, you know, come up with some question, right? Because I don't want you to comment, oh, what do I want to uh, uh, talk to sense? Oh, I want you to be specific. Mm -hmm. So that means, I, I tell this to students all the time. When you come to see me, I know you have some questions from my instructors, but I want you to be specific. Mm -hmm. I want you to know what you are going to ask me. Then that actually is a deflection, right? <laughs> Deflecting himself or herself. Oh, I'm going to go to see Buddhist priest. These are the questions he said, you know, be specific. What's the question? So you, often the time we, we are just too busy. We have too many things, mm -hmm. too, too many places we can go to. The one teaching I'm going to share with you about today now is, so that we, we repeated many phrases, let it go. Mm -hmm. I love the teaching of Buddhism. E Buddha said, even the teaching, let it go. So you know something that the teaching I have to follow, right? right? These these six parameters I have to follow. Yeah. Give guidance, tolerance, possible meditation for that for my enlightenment. But Buddha said, if they are useless, let them go. <laughs> if right. they are useless for you, let them go. These work for someone else, but it doesn't mean it's not Tylenol. It's not rigid. Right, it's not this and nothing else. The story. It's what works for yes. you. Yes, and that's what. What was the word for the individual practice of Buddhism? You said there's these two kind of Mahayana, Mahayana, Theravada. Theravada is the individual one. Right. Yeah. Okay. So they probably yeah don't 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 they know this teaching, but the um, the in Buddhism. Mm -hmm. When Shakyamuni, the Buddha, uh, was talking to people, he never actually gave clear answer. You have to do this, or you don't have to do this. He always said, ah, and he goes like this. Oh, if this happens to you, what are you going to do? So um, I'm going to give two examples were two parables or uh, religious stories. So one, it was dialogue between his student disciple and Shakyamuni Buddha in India. Uh, this particular disciple was thinking about afterlife. Where do I go from here? What's going to happen? Is my soul something will, will uh, remain here and my physical body is gone? I'm, am I going to the heavenly place? Am I going to hell? Am I going to reincarnate to human life? Or am I going to be a cat or a frog? But of course, he doesn't have any answers. <laughs> so he thought, I should ask this question to my master, Shakyamuni Buddha. I asked, he asked, ah, I've been thinking about afterlife. So Buddha, what's going to happen to me? Where do I go? Am I able to go to heaven? And Buddha said, ah, okay, supposedly, if you are shot with poisonous air, yeah. what would you do? I, I, 
use this story to when we we used to have a field trip from students, I asked them what what do you what what would you do? And they, oh, I'm going to phone the uh, ambulance. I'm going to go to the uh, clinic or find to try to find a doctor. Or I'm going to ask for someone else for help. They're all good answers. But what you have to do is, since it's poisonous, it's toxic. Exactly. Take it out. Take it out. Yeah. That was his answer to his disciple. So you we mentioned about present. Present. What you have to do is, if you try to go to see a doctor, maybe too late. There's mm -hmm. no ambience at that time, anyways. So if you think too much, who should this arrow? Right. You so have to do it. Is, yeah. You have to immediately. You, right. If you want to save your life, pull this arrow yeah. off. So in, in regards to his question about the afterlife, the Buddha's response was, you think too much? You are not living in the present. Right. Got you. Yeah. yeah. You're thinking, okay. So, so when, it, when it comes to, and sorry, was that, did Go you ahead. have another story? I do. But okay, please. no, 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 you, after you. So uh, this is to, to in Buddha, Buddha teaching is always present. Mm -hmm. Another teaching I'm going to share is Buddha said, so that disciple asked, what should I do to attain enlightenment? You know, you talk this to other disciples. You talk this, pull this arrow off to this disciple. You said this to this disciple. But what do, do I do? And Buddha said, well, hmm. Well, supposedly we, we are traveling, you are traveling and you, you hit a river that you cannot cross by swimming. There is no bridges. And you, and there are some, some woods that you may be able to make the small boat. Mm -hmm. So you make the small boat just for you to be able to reach to the other shore of the river. And we, after you reach to the other shore, I, I spent so much time and energy to make this boat. I should keep this boat. But you don't see any rivers. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So even said, even, so that, that another way, even the teaching at that time is useful, but may not be another incident. Right. So attachment to that, if I uh, attach. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So let it go. Another way for me to be able to say is, pretty famous Asian notion is bamboo, like flexibility. Mm -hmm. Just try to be flexible. So, it's so simple. So simple. <laughs> and maybe that's just what it is. Maybe we overcomplicate things. Yes. Totally. Right? totally. Going back to the conditional approach to existence. But don't you think, Robert, some people, or even perhaps me too, we, we like the comp complex, um, comp 
complex that uh, we, sometimes we don't just don't want the simple thing. That's me too. Mm -hmm. right? And when I'm in difficult situation, I might think I want simple life. Right. I think it, we're addicted to drama, right? You know, like chaos is good because then we're not with ourselves. It's, it's not that present, right? And that goes back to mindfulness and breathing yeah. and, and being here in the now. But if things are just wah, they're out of control, we like that because it's so distracting. At least that's, that's been my experience. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that again, good point that you said my experience mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's the same experience I had or I'm going to have too. Right. But we always interact people with, why not? Like if, we, if we like this Japanese dish so much, why not? Liking you, you know, we, 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 it's ego. Like mm. in the Buddhism talks about self-centeredness, right. ego self. It's me. Who is making unhappiness? Me. Who is making happiness? Oh, it's also me. Yeah. So, again, so it comes back to knowing yourself. And it, I, I, my difficulty is I, I very much enjoy this conversation with you because your career, you, you know, you make effort on Saturday morning to come to this temple, come to see me. You have been working as f for students and, and you are encountering constantly because you are working for people. Mm. Me mm. too. Yes. But some people like, you know, who has his own office, he has his own company. Doesn't think same as you do or I do too. Now some people say my way is a highway. Right. Or even only this is the only way. You have to follow. Have you ever seen the movie Citizen Kane? No, I haven't. Okay, it's a very old movie. Yeah. Are you okay if I kind of yeah, spoil yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So at the beginning of the movie, this guy is dying. He's like multi-multi-millionaire. Hmm. movie came out in like the 40s or something. And, and I apologize to those listening if I ruin the movie. But uh, uh, they throw this, this rickety old um, sled yeah. in the fire. Okay. Whatever. Throw the sled in the fire. And then it, like, this is at the end of the guy's life. Then it shows his life. And then at the beginning, he's on this sled called Rosebud. Right? And then, oh, as he's dying, he's saying Rosebud, right? So then the beginning of the movie, he's on the sled, Rosebud, and he's so happy. And then it goes on his life as he becomes a millionaire, and he just, he's cutthroat. Right? Mm -hmm. he, he's just, anybody out of his life, no way, it's my way, or right. the highway. Right. But then at the end of his life, as he's dying, he's saying Rosebud, mm. because that was the happiest moment of his life, is when he had nothing, but he had everything, because he had real friends. Right. Right? He didn't use people. He just had, because he came from a poor family. But then at the end of his life, he's like, I totally messed up, right? And, and that's why maybe what I do is kind of selfish, because I'm helping people. 
and it makes me feel good because you are helping right exactly and and maybe that's not such a bad thing you know you need that though. exactly yeah yeah totally yeah that like but there is that ego piece we cannot that that ultimate buddhist mm. challenge is you know i we mentioned so many so many words let it go we cannot let our selfness go yes and that is my identity right what i do i have to believe in what i do mm. you have to believe in what you do yeah yes sometimes you need it but again in buddhism i question to myself you know i have to be him i i i have to know what i'm doing but also at the same time i question am i doing the right thing right intent what is my intent right sometimes if i talk to people i may have to say difficult response to the person well i question should i give very comfort word all the time mm-hmm. is that going to help this person because that's what he wants he was he wants to hear too if your friend your buddy hey robert it happened to me and say oh you know it's you'll be fine yeah, yeah. you know life you're gone but sometimes you know maybe you have to slow down and what do you think i i, I always answer with question mm. what do you think you can improve your life if you're having difficulty what do you think you should do because it's always i, I it's a repeat right I'm, are you going to be happy with what i say yes he said kill 1000 people and i cannot yes well because it's conditional and and that again is that i don't tell you what to do it's the sort of the journey they're on their journey and you're on yours and you give them what was the word that you said you give them a, not advice or is it advice yeah but, advice but you sort of, I, i don't give answer thank you yeah you don't give answers but you give advice yeah right and and just like you're saying if i told you the answer then it would be like well what's the point of doing this then i'm always going to come then you're always going to come to me for the answers and that's not empowering for the individual right people need to figure it out for themselves although to be honest mm-hmm. sometimes i feel it's so easy for me to just give an answer uh, let's say if young lady come to see me since i'm pregnant mm-hmm. should i give a birth or should i yeah choose for the abortion and look give our life you know in buddhist teaching even is in is the baby is in you, in your body yeah it's a life yes there is a potential to become buddha if you choose abortion you are killing buddha nature right and 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 don't kill you know that you will regret 
it's easy for me to say. Mm-hmm. You know, give a birth. I cannot raise this baby. You know, but if the if that I I gave baby a birth because sensei said so. Yeah, right. Right. I cannot say, oh, go for abortion. You, know, you cannot yeah. say, look at yourself, you're teenagers, you have no income, you know, you have, are you going to be dearly together with a boyfriend? You, you, you guys are not even married. Right. You know, you cannot raise this baby. This baby is going to be happy. And if, if you think so, you're dreaming. And, and I cannot say it. Yes. Oh, but, I mean, religiously, there are many yes. religious leaders. This say, is a religious yeah, answer. You know, you, but you, it's still your yeah, choice. Yeah, right, right. Right. But you have to live with the consequences of your choice. And that is sometimes, again, people are looking for definite answers. Mm-hmm. Right? This young lady probably just want to hear definite. You should do that. Yeah. I should say, well, you know, I cannot, because it's your life, and mm. I cannot give you an answer. It's, it's not, I know sometimes this person needs an answer. I should have. So that, that's a little bit my religious dilemma, but, um, but that's how Buddhism too. There's no conclusion. Conclusion is all yours. And again, that's, that's that sort of like, I guess, trusting peace. My last question is um, talking about the earth uh-huh. and there's so much news about how the earth is changing, climate right. change. Right, right. What's, what's the Buddhist approach to that? I, I, I can't answer that. <laughs> and there is, I never, well, we are trying to be, I mean, we, we are, uh, many religious groups are saying, declaring environmentally friendly. Yes. You know, I mean, so, so what was it? It was probably 10 years ago, this consciousness of environmentally mm-hmm. friendly, like, you know, not using plastic and this, I think was people more conscious about 10 years ago. I mean, 15 years ago when I came here, like we never spread the, the Garbage. Yeah. So at that time, you know, I sit down with a temple members, and we used to use styrofoam cups right. so that we don't have to wash them. Yes. Like we don't want to wash like hundred cups. Yeah, yeah, of course. So when when that notion came, we you know, we, you know let let's use like ceramic cups. Let's wash them. Let's reduce those you know plastic things. You know, let's try to recycle, and we do. But being this earth and everything, I mean. We never said, you know, we, uh, Buddhist group said, you know, we have to be really environmental conscious. It's part of the condition. Right? It's part mm. of our, our selfish, selfishness. We cannot never get rid of plastics. Right. I mean, in, five, in, you know, in the future, maybe, but something like we cannot get rid of our gasoline car yet. Right. I cannot afford buying Tesla. Yeah. For everybody. For everybody. Right, 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 yeah. But again, again, we are in this condition, right? We are yes. trying. And, and the, it's affecting the earth, this environment, we all know. But 
we cannot get rid of this, this our life. It's so convenient. So, so correct me if I'm wrong here. The changes that we make, it, it just goes back to this idea of we can only change our choices. Yeah. I can't stand on this podium and, you know, as a, as say, I, say I'm a Buddhist uh, priest and say, everybody's got to change. You know, you've got to get your stuff together. What's wrong right. with you? It's very much, what can I do? And that is with, with the, the um, is it congregates that come here? What do you, yeah. fellow Buddhists, congregates, say, yeah. congregates, with the congregates that come here, it's what can we do, right? Versus this is what you need to do. And I see a lot of that in our world of like, this is what you need to do. And I don't think it's a good model for influencing people's decisions. Right, right, right. Right? Right. So. You should, I mean, that is exactly the answer. Yeah, that is it. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, welcome. And yeah, yeah, we can go and on, but I think you need time to digest a little bit. Yes. Yeah, a lot of good information here. And last three. I, I don't know, but I used to give like weekly Sunday service. Mm-hmm. I give speech from here, Dharma talk. And um, one person came to me and I couldn't understand what you talked about today. And excuse me if that was my English like language or communication. I'm more than happy to go through once again with you. But no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't about your English. It was what about the content. I mean, I just didn't get it and you know just like uh, uh, keeping a boat to, or uh, you, you you let it go that boat and you keep going and get rid of the teaching and I right. just don't get it you know I have to keep it if that's a Buddha teaching I have to follow okay. that's to let it go <laughs> and and he was so like he, he was oh, mm. oh why he said that I don't get the answer half a year later he came and Sensei, do you remember what you said like, you know, the half a year ago? And I don't remember. I don't speak yeah. you know, every week. Yeah. Uh, no, you m- talked about this story. Yeah, I did. And this is what happened and last week. And you are te- I mean, what you talked about came up. And instantly I got it. So if people don't have the experience and not in the situation. Let, let's talk about you know euthanasia or abortion. Mm-hmm. We talk about this. Yeah. But if you are in the situation, right. it's not going to be the same as yeah. okay. This is very abstract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it's your life, it's very different. You know. So, have you heard of like cancel culture? No, I don't. Okay, okay. So what it is is it's like um, if you say something that somebody disagrees with, uh-huh. you can get in a lot of trouble for it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's almost like what what is free speech and what is it right. kind of thing, right? Yeah. And there's problems with that because then it's like, well, what what can people feel safe saying? Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's, it's individual. It's like, well, well, what did you mean versus you can't say that? It's, well, what did you mean? And I meant that 
it's it's entirely up to the individual. Right? right. Like everybody thinks that we speak in such broad strokes. Yes. But again, and this is something that I'm picking up from Buddhism, is that it's very much just about what's your relationship with yourself and the world. Is that is that would you Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. A lot to you're right though, a lot to digest. Is it anything anything uh any last things too? Uh you being at a school counselor, mm-hmm. and I probably you learned this at the graduate school, but I did uh You to think about your own. So, uh, question, you, you are in your situation with a student, is question them. You know, just, just don't do it or not do it or why do you think, you, probably this is you know, counseling one on one, right? Answer with question. What do, why, why do you think so? Mm. What do you want to do then? And yeah, and that. Is also the practice of myself. To if you know, question to myself. I question to, you know. Oh, okay. So I don't have. You know, I, I don't say I don't have answer because I don't want to craft the trusting relationship. What, Robert? So what makes you bringing here? When you phone me, I ask you a question. Like, yeah. Why? Why do you want to see me? Well, you come up with some question. And I knew you are going to go through. You know, why do I want to go to this Buddhist right. <laughs> temple? So this moment, so just to, to itself. You know, I want you to think about yourself. I want you to slow down when you are here. You know, we are slowing down our life, just focusing now, being this moment. Mm. And often the time we are not. I like that. Yeah. So. Not just asking others, but asking ourselves, "Yeah, why am I doing this?" Right. You know, because I can give you the answer, but you have to live with it. This is your life, right? Yes. You know, this is your life. Right. This isn't my life. Right. So, what would help you to live best? Yeah. So, in a way, Buddhism is guidance. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So you, you know, just getting back to the mountain, you, you know, I, I can you know they pass A, B, C, but I don't say go pass A. You know, right. You have to choose. You know. I can give you some more explanations. You know, path A has this, and path B has this, path C has this, but you have to make your own decision. That's. That's a good point. Like if somebody comes to you like, Sensei, like, what do I do? Well, what do you want to do? That's what Buddha, you know? Mm, Yeah, yeah. Because I think about my own life and, you know, sometimes I just want to make my uncle happy or my mom happy or my wife happy, right? Yeah. But then am I making myself happy from doing this? Not but who am I doing this for? That's a good point. Right. And if you, you, you know, as being a father now, their happiness is your happiness. Yes. Yeah. And Two. that's that joy in the present moment. Right. Is that this is a shared right. journey, but an individual one as right. well. 
at the time of the Christmas, I, my seasonal talk was, you know, Christmas is such a Buddhistic holiday. Mm. Because when you go giving. to buy, not, yeah, giving, when you go to buy a Christmas present for your wife, you are not going to get, if I, I may be wrong, but you're not, <laughs> going, to, you're not going to buy what you want. Yeah. Right? You, you yeah, are thinking yeah. of your, what you want. Yeah, exactly. You put yourself aside. Right. You are thinking of someone else. You, know, you put yourself point. aside. Self aside. All the time, most of the time, myself. Right? I want this. Which restaurant do you want to? Do you want to go right. Japanese, Greek? I want to go to Greek restaurant, but. Yeah. So, but again, this, this is human nature. But again, this is something, you know, I give you a, so a thought for you to think about. Yeah. I like that. These all teachings. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Th thank you so much. You're very Sensei, welcome. Yeah. Um, for your time. And uh, um, because I do want to be mindful of your time, thank you. So, I thoroughly enjoyed All right, that was Reverend Aoki of the Vancouver Buddhist Temple sharing with us about the building he, he teaches in, um, as well as Buddhism and some very practical things for us to, to take and integrate into our own lives. I love what he said about knowing yourself. And while that's, that's not new advice, it's just... The way he, he tells it is such a refreshing take. And this idea of knowing yourself, of your intent, is, is certainly not, like I said, new. It's something that I, I know I've spoken to. And, and we can easily deceive ourselves. But if we trust ourselves, if we take time, if we're mindful, we can live more peaceful lives and get closer to this idea of dharma, of possible enlightenment, and really just living happier, cleaner, fuller lives. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope that you're able to take some of this advice into your daily life and make the most of your day. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope you take care. Bye now.